and a very warm welcome to you wherever you are my dear listener we are here again this is the new life program coming to you live from Adventist World Radio the voice of hope we have a great show lined up for you thanks for joining us i am your host monica kamukwa we are more than glad to have you on board on the show today Charles Somoni returns with the health talk and will be focusing on depression Thereafter, Sister Becky Arunga will join us during the Bible segment. But before we do that, Faith for Today Quartet comes to us with the song, Rise Up, O Men of God. Sit tight and enjoy. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength. To serve the King of kings Rise up, O men of God The church for you doth wait Her strength unequal to the task Rise up and make her great Dear listener, that was Rise Up, O Men of God, by Faith for Today Quartet. You're listening to the new live program coming live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. And now on Health Talk, Charles Omondi joins us with the topic, depression. Stay tuned and be on the new. Remember, health is wealth. Let us talk about depression. Depression is the state of being low in spirit, dejected, sad, dull and low in energy. Depression can occur with or without a family history of the disorder. Depression can also occur due to stresses at home, work or school. Depressive disorders are often associated with changes in brain structure or brain function. It is a treatable illness which can affect anyone. Scientists say depression can be hereditary and may affect generations. Emotional stresses like being fired from a job, an unemployment situation, or having a moral or spiritual letdown can also lead to depression. 
women are more prone to depression. This may be due to hormonal changes and also due to the fact that they have a lot of things in their lives and families to take care of. Men also get depressed. They get angry and easily irritated. They become impatient and difficult to dialogue with and tend to keep quiet. However, it is difficult to treat someone if they don't believe that they are depressed. Some think they have a simple social, economic or spiritual problem. It is only after talking to them that some come to realize that they have a psychological problem. Marriage breakups are another cause of depression. Some people find that their vision of marriage, which is love, support, and bringing up good children, is an illusion and cannot cope. In most of these cases, it is the women who come up with persistent sadness and frustrations in marriage. Some people get depressed because their loved ones are depressed. The following are signs of depression. Persistent, sad, anxious, or what could be referred to as empty mood. Feelings of hopelessness and pessimism. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness and helplessness. Loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities that were once enjoyed. Decreased energy. Difficulty concentrating, remembering or making decisions. Insomnia. Early morning awakening or oversleeping. Appetite or weight loss or overeating and weight gain. Thoughts of death or suicide. Restlessness and lastly, persistent physical symptoms that do not respond to treatment such as headaches, digestive disorders and chronic pain. There are ways to help oneself from sinking into depression. This is the way to do it. Set realistic goals in light of the depression and assume a reasonable amount of responsibility. Break large tasks into small ones, set priorities and do what you can as you can. Try to be with other people and confide in someone. It is usually better than being alone and secretive. Participate in activities that may make you feel better. Mild exercise, going to a movie, a ball game or participating in religious, social or other activities may help. Expect your mood to improve gradually, not immediately. Feeling better takes time. It is important to postpone important decisions until the depression has lifted. Remember, positive thinking will replace the negative thinking that is part of the depression and will disappear as your depression responds to treatment. The whole process of ensuring that depression has lifted does not begin and end with an individual's efforts. He or she needs other people like the family and friends. This is how they can help. Encourage the individual to stay with treatment until symptoms begin to abate. Seek different treatment if no improvement occurs. On occasion, treatment may require making an appointment and accompanying the depressed person to the doctor. Monitor whether the depressed person is taking medication. Encourage the individual to obey doctor's orders about the use of alcoholic products while on medication. Offer emotional support. Be understanding, patient, show affection and encourage them. 
engage the depressed person in conversation and listen carefully. Do not ignore remarks about suicide. Report them to the depressed person's therapist. Involve the depressed person in walks, outings and other activities, but do not push the person to undertake too much too soon. Do not accuse the depressed person of faking illness or laziness. All of us may suffer depression, but if well managed as prescribed, the scourge of depression will least affect our health. For those of you who are just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamokwa, your host, coming to you live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions about the show, please do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 0010, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at ewrnairobi at now that that is off the way, here is a song, I Will Be Ready When He Comes, by Faith for Today Quartet. Don't change the channel. As I see the day approaching, day when Christ will come again, is a question I keep asking of myself and of My dear listener, thank you for choosing our station. We are because you are. 
Right about now, join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her message today is titled, The Hedge of Protection. Be blessed. How beautiful it is to be in God's presence, beloved. And I am glad that you have made this opportunity and taken this time to be acquainted with that which God requires of you to learn day by day. I invite you to this moment of study that you may know how God sharpens us through the trials and temptations that come our way. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, you are indeed the source of all blessings that we have. Thank you for the gift of life, of health, of strength, and of wealth. Lord, I pray that chief above them all you may give us, you may increase our understanding of your word and give us the ability to put it in practice every day of our lives. We pray, believing and trusting in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Beloved of God, I invite you and I thank you for finding this time. We are studying and seeing how God exemplifies himself in the lives of his servants. And we are looking at the life of Job, a life of a man who was steadfast in character, who resisted the devil by submitting to God. And surely at the end of the record, it is said that everything that he had lost was restored to him manifold. Allow me to read Job chapter 1. Verse 8, we realize that the Lord is conversing with Satan and is bringing out the character of Job as something that has stood the test of time. And the Lord says, the Lord, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Interestingly, the description that God uses to describe Job is the same one that the writer of Job used in describing Job, meaning that the perception of Job before man and before God was similar. And how I pray that that would be our experience, that what God thinks of us is similar and or equal to what men think of us. Not that we have a lofty claim before men and before God we have nothing to offer. Or other men see us and they think that we are great, but in the eyes of God we are nothing. Of Job it was different. His very description as given by man was similar to his description that God gave. Verse 9 says, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Essentially, this brings to view the fact that daily in our lives, we encounter Satan pointing accusing fingers at us, not because of anything, but because he desires greatness. And so he thinks that because we are living a life of obedience, it is because of an incentive that God has given. But this is why God is coming out strongly, knowing that his servants, when they rely on him totally, are able to overcome. And verse 10 says, Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? 
You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. Essentially, something else that comes out is the fact that those who trust in God are not only protected, but even their family and their household derive blessings from their faithfulness. How beautiful is it to trust in God? How awesome and marvelous to trust in him and in his patient ways, just to know that if there be one who is willing to stand in the gap for his family, many may be saved. If there be Christians who at this time and age are willing to stand up and be counted among the number that is going to elevate the standard of God, now is the time. If ever there was a time when we needed to live a life that is so in line with the precepts of God that blessings will automatically flow from us to others, now is the time. As did Job. Satan is saying that God has blessed Job and protected not only him, but his household as well as his possession. And then Satan proceeds to say, But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely cast you to your face. Just to bring to us the fact that those who trust in God, God places a hedge around them and prevents them from being attacked by the devil in a manner detrimental to them. But even as Satan was leveling his accusations against Job, Verse 12 now says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. It brings us to this concept over and over again. What matters in a man is not the abundance of his possession, but the firmness of his character. Because God is now telling Job, is telling Satan, You, all that Job has, is in your power. What did Job have? Job had his character, he had his family, and he had his possession. But God is telling Satan, only do not lay a hand on his person, just to show that, just ensure that he does not die, or rather do not take his life away from him. So these three things that Job had, his character, his family, and his possession, were going to be used as the test to see if that were taken from him, would he stand? Or rather, is it possible to take his character, his family, and his possession from him? And that is what God made known to Satan. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Beloved, this story of Job brings to view so many things that we can learn about God's dealings with man. But allow me to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, just to encourage us in whatsoever circumstance we are going through. Remember, God has seen you faithful, and therefore he has allowed a temptation that he knows you can bear to come your way. His only plea is that you do not give up in the verge of temptation. Do not lose your faith even when all odds are against you. But keep trusting in the Lord your God. Keep trusting in him. For 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. The only temptation common to man has to do with three things. Your character, your possession, and your family. And God will not allow 
any temptation except that which is common to man. God will not allow you and bring you a test that you die on behalf of someone. But God wants you to trust in him alone. And like Job make the startling statement, Naked came I from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. God has blessed us. He has enabled us to be partakers of his divine presence. How I pray that this day, no matter what you're going through, is it sickness? Is it financial crisis? Is it your family is breaking down? Have you lost a loved one? Have you lost a friend? Are you struggling with some sin of sorts? God is faithful. He shall provide a way out of escape that you may be able to bear whatsoever is really startling you. How I pray that this be your testimony. May the Lord bless us all. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father, for reminding us that no temptation has befallen us that is beyond our means. I pray that even in our lives, give us grace to know and to trust you more, that you're able to make a way of escape. Thank you for the assurance of full salvation. May we experience it daily in our lives. For I pray, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, beloved, for finding time. It is always a pleasure to study God's Word. Till next time, be blessed. for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you blessed just like I was. Your feedback is important to us. So don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show through the producer Adventist World Radio PO Box 42276 code 00100-Nairobi-Kenya. Email us at until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamukwa. God bless you abundantly. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. Rise up, O men of God, the church for you doth wait, her strength unequal to the task, rise up and make her great. Lift Oh, boy.
Yeah. 
Have you banished all your sins?